Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. This is Kudzu Radio Hour number 134. This podcast was recorded on Saturday, December 26, 2020. Yes, the day after Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Hope you had a good one. And let's hope for a great, wonderful, healthy new year. How about that? Kudzu Radio Hour is brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Springer Mountain Farms chicken. Yeah, that's right. Chicken, baby. Fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, none of that junk. Healthy chicken, baby. Raised the right way by family farmers. Get more information or order online at springermountain.com. Springermtn.com. Springer Mountain Chicken. Man, it's good. It's good, good price, good value, and it tastes really, really better than your average chicken. I'm not kidding. Also, the program is brought to you by the Box Masters, that wonderful band from Los Angeles, California. Uh, headed up by Billy Bob Thornton and Mr. J.D. Andrew. And uh, they have a brand new album out called Light Rays. And it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful album. I can't say enough good about Light Rays. They put out probably 10 albums, I, I would imagine by now. I think it's at least 10. But this is the best one yet. So check out Light Rays. It's available on vinyl, CD, download, and uh, also a bunch of other great Boxmasters swag. All this is available on the website at theboxmasters.com, theboxmasters.com. And get ready because coming up this coming summer, barring any calamities, the band's going to be able to go back out on tour. Yay! Not only in the United States, but also over in Europe. Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's right, baby. We, we. You see them over in France and uh, England and all over the place, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, baby. Got a lot of friends in Europe, and um, I want you guys to all be prepared for this because it's a good rock and roll thing, baby. It's a rock and roll thing. So, well, also, the program is brought to you by our friends at Fog Hat Sellers. You know the band Fog Hat, Slow Ride, Fool for the City, all those other great songs. Well, Roger Earl, the founding member and drummer, and his wife Linda have this wonderful Fog Hat wine. Fog Hat Sellers. They've got some really, really good, really good wine. Uh, the Pinot is so good. Oh, it is so good as is the Chardonnay. Uh, all of the wine is good. The Fogat wine is affordable and tastes wonderful. So you need to check it out, Fogat Cellars. Uh, just like with Springer Mountain Farms, they deliver it to your door. You can have the Fogat wine delivered right to your door. Now, what else do you want, right? Take some of that Christmas money and order yourself a treat. Some Fogat wine, baby. Foghatsellers.com. You can also check them out on the band website at foghat.com. 
So once again, we thank uh, Foggat Sellers for being a sponsor of the Kudzu Radio Hour. Have you seen issue number 40 of Kudzu Magazine? I hope you have. If you haven't, you can still see it at kudzumag.com, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G.com, kudzumag.com. And all the past issues, all the way back to our first one that had Billy Eli on the cover. All of them are archived there at kudzumag.com. And you can read them all and it's free. My favorite price and probably one of your favorite prices as well. Current issue has uh, Mr. Dwayne Betts on the cover, son of my hero, Dickie Betts, which I guess makes uh, Dwayne my, uh, my second, um, second first cousin, second, second, second hero. <laughs> Dwayne Betts of the Almond Betts band, a great interview with him that I had. I was really happy to talk to him. Also a great interview with Billy Crane that played with the Henry Paul band and the Outlaws and played with Charlie Daniels uh, and the Bow Weevils and lots of great solo work, Billy Crane. There's also an interview with Bud and JD from the Box Masters and a classic interview from years ago that I did with Maria McKee of Lone Justice. All this and much, much more, Kudzu Mag. Also, we'd like to ask you to please, please, please visit the YouTube channel called Ambassador of Southern Rock. Just type that in, Ambassador of Southern Rock. And uh, watch some of the videos. We've got several up and we keep adding to it. There's the latest one is an interview I had with the wonderful singer, Sean Murphy, who was with Little Feet and also toured with Bob, Bob Seger, Eric Clapton. Uh, her first recording was done with a partner with Meatloaf. Uh, that's right, baby. Before Bad Out of Hill, they did the, the Meatloaf, Stoney and Meatloaf album. So her interview is very interesting. Also one with Roger Earl from Foghat and uh, a great one with Freddie Salem from the Outlaws. And those are up for you to watch anytime you want to. Again, free. If you've got any comments on the radio, on the podcast, on the YouTube, on the magazine, any of this stuff that we're putting out, please drop us a line at kudzumag at yahoo.com. Kudzumag, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G at yahoo.com. And that's it, baby. That's it right there. All right, we're going to kick off the show with a little bit of Southern rock and roll. How about you? Because, you know, that's my first love, right? So um, we're going to kick it off with one from an album from 1979 called Live at the Agora Ballroom. And this is Danny Joe Brown and the original Molly Hatchet Band doing their version of that old Jimmy Rogers chestnut T4 Texas. We'll be right back with the whole Hee Haw gang. Y'all stick around. Y'all heard this one somewhere before, huh? 
Texas Give me a team for Tennessee
Folks up in New York City, we figured we'd say how to do it. It's tune we call the Big Apple. I feel like shaking it. Go on, dance a little bit. Hell. Well, all right, man. That was some good rock and roll boogie woogie right there. Uh, from a 1979 album, Live at the Agora Ballroom in Atlanta, Georgia. Molly Hatchet, T for Texas, with old Danny Joe Brown wailing away on that jimmy rogers tune pretty good one man i like it uh welcome to our day after christmas extravaganza boxing day yes and please make welcome my partners in crime you know them you love them you can't live without them oh yes you can or maybe not (laughs) billy eli patrick beach and jim going on What's going Hello on? Hello out there Hello in podcast there. land. I always, feel like I, I always feel like the ring announcer at championship wrestling. Uh, by the time I get to Jim's name, I'm going to go, and Jim, uphill. <laughs> That's perfectly suitable. <laughs> From parts unknown. Um, 
anyway, uh, well, we're glad you guys decided to tune in with us today here on the big show. And um, yes, okay. Just wanted to double check that. I would like to say a couple of things at the outset. First, I want to say uh, a, a huge loss in rock and roll this week. One of my first guitar heroes ever, Leslie West, passed away at the age of 75. And uh, my uh, Kudzu Radio Hour, our thoughts, prayers, and everything is with his family, his wife, and everybody, and all the fans. Tons and tons and tons of fans. I've It was a huge outpouring on uh, Instagram and Facebook. All these great guitar players who were saying that, uh, you know, Leslie heavily influenced them he certainly influenced me because i was a fat guy he was a fat guy and they were telling me i'd never play guitar because i was even my father uh your fingers are too fat you'll never be able to play guitar <laughs> i did just like leslie did and leslie <laughs> smoked his les paul jr up les one pa- side oh, that, down the other no. that p90 tone from that les paul oh, jr my, that tone out of this world and uh, the Nantucket Sleigh Ride album, I, I wore out at least two vinyl copies <laughs> and an eight-track tape. So it was that good. <laughs> and an eight-track tape. And an eight-track. Well, the eight-track was when, when I was out driving around in the old Ford Galaxy. <laughs> My first car. The first car Galaxy. was a 65 Ford Galaxy. <laughs> but I had a really good sound system, JBL speakers and eight-track tape player. Uh, also want to say that our hearts go out to friends in Nashville, Tennessee of the uh, stupid bombing that somebody decided to do on Christmas day, right? Not far from BB King's, uh, nightclub there in Nashville. And, uh, thankfully, um, so far they haven't said, I don't think they've said anybody was actually killed, but uh, was a, they think it was a terrorist thing, but uh, it's a mean old world. I believe uh, Eric Clapton once said that. A lot of other blues singers said it too. It was a mean old world. But come on, folks. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. We got to love one another right now. Um, getting to the thing I wanted to say uh, also at the outset here, we had a contest last week. And we had a bunch of entries. I'd played a bunch of clips from Christmas movies and asked that some people email and identify the movies. And then the last clip was a celebrity voice saying Merry Christmas. So uh, there were nine clips in all. Um, we ended up with four people out of all the entries who got them all right, except for the celebrity voice. <laughs> so, uh, we ended up with only one person who got it all right. And her name is Alicia Kent of Los Angeles, California. How about that? Mm-hmm. All Congratulations, right. Alicia. Alicia, Alicia won the big prize box, which is 20 new CDs, including, uh, the latest one from Billy Gibbons. Latest one from Larkin Poe, uh, two reissues of Little Richard, and also a copy of the book by Chris Hillman. 
and a mint copy of our first issue ever of the old Grits magazine from 2002 with Dickie Betts on the cover, which uh, I've seen selling on eBay for a bunch of money. So the answers were the movies were Scrooged, Scrooged, <laughs> Elf, Bad Santa, Christmas Story, of course, Charlie Brown Christmas, Halle Grinch Stole Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life, and one that people kind of missed was Die Hard, which uh, a lot of people don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I do. And the celebrity voice was, of course, Elvis Presley. So anyway, we're, we're glad that... Uh, uh, that Alicia has that uh, big box of swag headed her way. And it's pretty cool. So now, without further ado, we're going to play a game we like to call High Fidelity. And I've got um, I've got uh, two good categories here. Which one do I want to... Let's do... Um, it's so cold right now. Let's think about summer. I'm going to call your name and I want you to tell us, uh, each of you to do a great summer themed song, Jim Hemphill. Oh, we've lost. Can he hear us? Uh, I'm, I'm back now. Did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah we I... want you to name a summer themed song. Me? Yeah. Okay, say that one more time. What? Summer what? My, my feed froze. I'm summer sorry. Summer song. Like a song that talks about summer. Hot fun in the summertime. Sly in the family stone. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, All right. right. Patrick Beach. <clears throat> Celebrated summer. Who's do off New Day Rising. Love and hate was in the air like pollen on a flower somewhere in April time. They add another hour. Wow. Even got the lyrics. Billy Eli. And I'm going to go with a classic Summertime by Mungo Jerry with that, you know, rompy little fin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. What, uh, what, what was it? Yeah, what was that style of music called? Skiffle. Uh, skiffle. Skiffle. Skiffle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. skiffle music, yeah. Yeah, well, right, mine, was, your... uh, mine was Love and Spoonful, Hot Time Summer in the City. Sure. Yeah, I thought about Absolutely. that. Too, yeah. My neck feeling dirty and gritty, which is normal for me. All right. Well, since we only did one answer each, we're going to do another. One more. One more. All right. Breakup songs. Best breakup song ever. Patrick. Uh, uh, it's got to be the breakup song, right? <laughs> uh, Greg Kin Band. Yep. Greg Kin. We broke up just about an hour ago. Uh, 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 uh. That's they don't good. ride them like that anymore. Breakup song, Jim. Uh, don't think twice. It's all right, Bob Dylan. Uh, oh, yeah. Good, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, that was mine too. Go ahead, Billy Eli. Chris Wall, loving you is the dumbest fucking thing I ever done. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful love song. Uh, my, <laughs> he did that when he was on Jerry Jeff Walker's Drive Through Music. Well, yeah, baby. I have to go with uh, You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Yep. Another good one. Uh, yep. Good choice. You probably think this song is about you. Um, all right. Let's move right into our recommendations. <clears throat> Anybody got something to recommend? I will start with the first one. 
up in the upper left-hand corner this week. He's changed squares. He's no longer like Paul Inn in the center square. Patrick Beach is in the upper left. <laughs> well, I'm going to recommend something I haven't seen yet, but we're going to watch it tonight. Everybody's going crazy for this new Pixar movie called Soul. Uh, it's not necessarily a kid's movie, even though it's Pixar, because it's about jazz musicians. So unless your kids are really into Ornette Coleman, they probably won't much care for it. But it's supposed <laughs> to be like really, really wonderful look at jazz musicians and also a great take on New York City and life as a musician and the afterlife as a musician. John Baptiste is in it. John Baptiste does a bunch of the music. I think Tina Fey is in it. So we're Ooh, really like looking her. forward to Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. I think it's probably pretty funny. I haven't seen it, but Pamela is in the other room watching it now. So oh, if yeah. you hear laughing, that's what that is. Yeah, She's yeah, sitting okay. at the table watching it. We we yeah. meant to get to it. We meant to get to it last night, but we were too busy, you know, sleeping off tamales and sausage bread and mimosas. So. Wow. Oh God, yeah, man, it's a life good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, recommendation, Billy Eli. You got anything? I do, and this is uh, I got. I usually get books for Christmas, which is great, and uh, I got one. I, I got one this year that it, it's not in the book. Probably almost thirty years old, uh, and I had a hard copy of it when it was new, and it had it got lost somewhere along the way. And I wanted another copy, and I got one for Christmas, and it's brain dropping. But uh, uh, damn man, George Carlin, mm -hmm. it, it's like his. You know, it, when you watch the guy, you, you get really sucked into the comedy part of it, man, but. I mean, he could have he could have been a doc, he could have been a PhD of philosophy when you read the stuff that he's uh -huh. written yeah. that become that become his his routine and uh yeah and, and this one's great and you know and he 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 kind of bounces around which is great you know he'll do things that are kind of deep and then he does like uh, fun with words and then uh, my favorite one was uh, snacks that sound like like uh, diseases. Uh, uh, no, wait, common phrases that sound <laughs> like diseases. So he has one like called uh, put, Pussy Puddin', uh, and that's a rare pussy <laughs> that means you have to wear open toe chin. And beer nuts, and, and the yeah. final stage of beer nuts is cotton ball. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like, there's like six pages of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was anyway. so great. He was so great. That's my Man. that's my uh that's my selection, and it's it's parts of it are kind of deep thought provoking, and a lot of it's just what is it he used to call it goofy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right, Jim, do you have one? Uh, kind of. Kind of. Um, that's good. Uh, I have more of a story than anything else. So, my uh, youngest daughter, who's Excellent. about to turn twenty. Uh, and I drove out to the country on Monday to see the great conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn because we're both kind of astronomy geeks. And on the way out, she was playing her playlist and she is into, you know, modern indie stuff, largely female vocals, uh, Phoebe Bridgers and stuff like that. Boy, genius. Um, but she was playing her playlist and all of a sudden the song Alex Chilton by the replacements comes on her playlist. And I'm like, well, this is nice. And she said, I love this song. I said, do you know who Alex Chilton is? And she said, not really. 
So on the way back, I said, on the way back, the trip back, I said, I'm picking now. And we just listened to Big Star nonstop. So, excellent. Uh, excellent. So, and then Raising right. that was on Tuesday. And ever since then, all I've done when I pick up a guitar is play Big Star songs. So, <laughs> so, so my recommendation is go back and either buy or listen to, again, Big Star's Radio City because it's just the, the perfect perfect pop album in my in my view so that's i thought it, i thought it was the number one record no radio city <laughs> i listened to those back to back and and my my choice of radio city over number one record was reinforced doubly by, okay. by listening to it again uh so anyway reinforced. reinforced in doubly uh so uh anyway that's 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 my story and recommendation for what it's worth. oh cool cool well she's uh, really about to be 20 She'll be 20 on, uh, on January 15th. She will. That's wow. the truth. Yeah. Time flies. Uh, yeah. Boy, that 20, that 20 years. For real. Uh, <laughs> well, are you I, telling I, me? I just, I, just re- I remember that afternoon. I, went, I remember when she was born, and I waited until everybody's family and stuff. Y'all, me, and, me and Tim have been playing together, I don't know, 18 months or so. And, uh, and I, I went up to view the baby. At, yeah. Good God, 20 yep. Yep. It hey, Billy, if you can get close to your <laughs> microphone when you talk, do if you can. Um, okay, yeah, I don't have my external mic. Oh, I got you. Uh, I, uh, my recommendation is I got a, a, a gift from a loved one. Now, uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> preface this by saying that as someone who reviews albums, uh, <laughs> you know, they say be careful what you wish for. Uh, I get dozens, uh, you know, per week of things to review and blah, 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 which is cool. Some of them are actually good. Um, so somebody goes out and buys me a CD and I'm like, uh, okay, but this loved one, uh, bought me a CD, a double CD that I, uh, absolutely love and, and probably, never would have purchased otherwise but it is from 2018 and it is little steven and the disciples of soul steven van zant from the east street band and of course uh some of the sopranos and everything in it the album's called soul fire soul fire live little steven and the disciples of soul and it is just an incredible Incredible they story. were a hot band, man. But, I mean, that, that band was just phenomenal. Oh, they're amazing. 34 tracks. Killer original songs. Plus, he does a cover of a song I dearly love, Southside, Southside Johnny's uh, I Don't Want to Go Home. Uh, just a fantastic yeah. band, a, a fantastic, soulful. And uh, I remember when Steve put out his first Disciples of Soul album. I was in college. I don't seem, I don't think I cared for it as much. It's like his singing one, uh, lacked, lacked a little bit, you know, or something. And now he sounds like a million bucks, uh, on this, uh, live album. That that first disciples, of soul record men without women. I, I had the, the opposite reaction when I first heard it. I just said, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. I love that record. It hit me at a weird time. I was just, uh, I was in, in, I don't know, I was in college and I was in a whole different kind of sound at that point. So I just, 
in the years to come, I would, I would grow to love that one too. I mean, I got every one of them they put out, but except for this live one and this live one is by far the, uh, I mean, it's just great. Let's put it that way. It's really great. So anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, I was going to say, um, well, that comes to the part of the program when we will uh, play a song and then we'll come back. And oddly enough, as if by coincidence, I've got one queued up by little Steven and the disciples of soul from the live album It's a song called, I saw the light. And it's just one, uh, one example of Steve Van brilliance. And, uh, we'll be back and we're going to talk about women singers. Oh, uh, you know, I think at least half of the great singers in the world are women. Wait, let me think maybe three quarters. <laughs> There's a lot of great female vocalists and, um, We'll be back to talk about that right after this. Here is Stephen Van Zandt, little Stephen and Disciples of Soul, baby, on the Kudzu Radio Hour.
Well, that's it. That was, yep. That was little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul from the album Soul Fire Live. Yeah, baby. So our big subject today is female vocalists. The four of us uh, somewhat crippled and somewhat knowledgeable guys are going to... uh, at least we're not as crippled as Gibson, right? So no, not quite. <laughs> Gibson the puppy, the three-legged puppy. Um, that's not a puppy, but a grown dog. I call all dogs puppies. I don't know why I do that. I also call people in their sixties kids. <laughs> How are you kids doing? <laughs> He's know. not a puppy. He's a full-grown dog. <laughs> that's exactly the- right. Exactly I'm the only right. one that gets that, but okay. That's the only one who gets that joke, yeah, but sometimes yeah, you have yeah. to have an inside joke. Yeah, you, you got to. You got to. And when I say you got to, I'm not talking about a Japanese movie monster. Um, hey, that's what it kind of sounded like, though. Look out. Here comes you got to. All right. Enough of this. Enough of this semi-humor. Uh, female vocalists, uh, greatest of all time, the GOATs. The greatest of all time. I would say let's start with Jim Hemphill so he can tell us about the chick from Sonic Youth. The, fir- <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is is fight the hypothetical, as I always do, because Buff just said the great the greatest of all time, and my list is not the greatest of all time. First of all, personal. I, I meant decide- to say personal, yeah. First, they're not even my personal greatest of all time. Um, but anyway, I'll explain as I go along. I, I, I consciously ignored what I call the diva genre completely. I mean, you know, because if you put Whitney Houston on the list, she could probably technically outsing anyone. Um, okay. But it's just not my jam. Uh, so no Whitney Houston, no Celine Dion, who I know is Billy's favorite. Um, the uh, no, uh, you know, no. Uh, no Barbara Streisand, no no Babs, no Mariah Carey, nothing like that. Now, that said, there are two very obvious choices that I cannot in good conscience have a list without having them on. So I'm going to do those first. They're absolutely obvious. Before before you say your list, I'm going to make a prediction. Nobody's, I've got a a list of one. There is only one. She's not going to be on anybody else's list. And when I tell you who's on my list, you're going to Disavow your list and agree with me. Go ahead. Jim. Okay. Well, Go ahead, Aretha. Go ahead. I, I I would not. I would not say. I would not say that that is. I would not say that's impossible. But but the the obvious one I was about to mention is indeed Aretha, because just I mean, come on, come on. Um, I asked my uh, my my aforementioned daughter about this, and she listens to female singers, and she she listed a bunch of modern ones, and I said, well, you know, we could do old ones, and she said, well, if you're going to go back that far, I mean, there's Aretha and Ella Fitzgerald, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to leave Ella off the list because I'm doing rock and soul era, but but yeah. So anyway, Aretha, I mean, you don't need to say much about Aretha Franklin. She was just no one better. <laughs> no one better to me. And the second one that's that's kind of obvious uh, uh, to be on the list, and and who I just think the world of as a singer is Patsy Cline. Um, you know, on you know sometimes I'd rather listen if I'm going to listen to vintage country female singer. So a lot of times I'd rather listen to Loretta Lynn or uh, 
or uh, Tammy Wynette. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff uh, from Patsy has all that you know kind of Owen Bradley country politan strings and all that kind of stuff. So the arrangements are a little gloppy, and, but boy, that voice was something. And no southern accent. And yeah, no right. southern accent. Right. Uh, that's- yeah. But just full of soul, a different kind of soul than Aretha's soul, but soul nonetheless. So those are kind of yep. two obvious ones. that I just can't in good conscience leave them off my list. Um, yep. So I'm going to put those two on my list and then I'm going to start the, the ones that are less obvious. And my next choice is a singer who's 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 in a band. And I'm not a huge fan of the band's music, but I I, I think she is an incredible singer. She's fairly, uh, her reputation is, is good, but if anything, I, I think she might be a little underrated as a singer. And that's Ann Wilson of Heart. She is a absolutely <coughs> tremendous, tremendous singer. She's got a powerful voice and can sing anything. And uh, I'm not a, fan, a, a huge Heart fan, but I just think that she is. She, I, would, I would say this probably right i mean her her vocals are great to me that's always been kind of negatively colored because i'm not a huge fan of that particular style of rock and roll you know that real slick way produced and i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of their material and if i if i'm not digging the production and i'm not really digging the material you made a joke earlier about celine dion she's a great singer but that's another issue man i would never listen it. Don't dig the production. Don't dig the Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. That was. I mean, I'm just every time I hear a heart song, if I can't get to the radio dial fast enough to to change it, I'm struck by what a great singer she is. And she really is a great singer, and I don't know that she gets enough credit for that. Uh, she's she can be, she's she's my rock and roll belter on the list, and I think you need to have a rock and roll belter on the list, a female singer. So that's that's my list. And then I think you also need. In addition, someone who, in addition to a great amount of soul, has a great amount of grit too, because I love singers that have grit. Uh, and so my next choice is Tina Turner. Um, particularly, yeah, you know, damn, you may have just, you may have just made my list go dead. She wasn't it, but she may be the best ever, hands down. You can't argue with it. She, I mean, she is. I mean particular you know she had that comeback in the 80s where she did a little bit smoother stuff you know better be good to me and and that kind of stuff and that was great but i mean if you listen to her old stuff nutbush city limits and the cover of proud mary that she did with her reprobate husband uh i i mean that's just energy soul and grit and uh so i think she belongs on the list and then i've got one more I slot even that 80s flick stuff had grit to it Compared yeah. to what else was on the radio at that time. Agreed. Agreed. And so I've got one slot left and I thought, you know, maybe I should do someone whose heyday wasn't 40 years ago or more just to just to do something different. And I was wondering who to put in it. And then I was driving around earlier this week, listening to my, I, my iPhone on shuffle and this song came on and I said, you know what? I never noticed what a good singer this person was because I consider her kind of a, hipster style master and a great songwriter but she's really a really hell of a good singer so i'm gonna put her on her list and that's put on my put her on my list and that's jenny lewis yeah i thought you might mention her jenny lewis is doing solo stuff now but she uh, she actually was became first well known she was a child actress she was in troop beverly hills and some other movies 
Then she started a, a band called Rilo Kylie. That was a really cool band. Started out kind of alt country and then kind of became more kind of just indie pop. Had some great records and she's a terrific songwriter. And her first solo record was called Rabbit for a Coat. It's billed as Jenny Watson with the Watson, tw- Jenny Will, uh, Lewis with the Watson tr- twins. And the Watson twins sing background, but Jenny Lewis wrote most everything. Uh, there's a great cover of a Traveling Wilburys song on that record, but uh, she wrote most of the rest of the stuff. And this song called Rise Up With This came on. And it's a, one of my favorite songs of the past 10 years. And she just sings the bejesus out of it. And it's, a, it's kind of a soul record. It's kind of a blue-eyed soul record, and she handles handles it with with great skill. And uh, I wouldn't have thought of putting her on the list until that song came up, and she entered my consciousness this week. And I'm like, you know what? That she can really sing. She can really sing. So Jenny Lewis is my token uh, pick, who's actually made had her peak during this millennium, uh, since I've since my list is heavily weighted to old, toward older folks. So. That is my that's my list of five. All right, nice, that's a good one. Nice, nice, that's a good nice. one. Nice. Well, I'm going to jump in here and uh, get mine out of the way because um, I've got so many other things I've got to be doing while we're doing this. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I'm a female vocalist. Okay, I looked at it like this. Um, I'm gonna. I want to skip listing the obvious which is why i didn't say aretha franklin i thought everybody's going to say aretha franklin because she was so wonderful and you talk about divas you know whitney and uh celine and all those wonderful wonderful singers i just decided to pick the five that have given me personally the most joy with their music over the years okay and that's about all i can do so uh go go all the way back for the first one when i first got into rock and roll and music and stuff and my uncle john in, in san jose california played me this female singer named janice joplin and it just blew me away and i still think that pearl is one of the greatest albums ever and the big brother and the holding company when they did peace of my heart and her cover of summertime and uh, ball and chain, all that stuff, just the greatest grittiest. And also another thing that I kind of factored in with, I know it's about singing, you know, they say on that show, the voice is all about singing, but it's also about stage presence and image and everything as far to me, as far as uh, entertainer, uh, how great an entertainer you are. And Janis Joplin would just leave it all on stage, you know. My next one also did the same thing in a whole different style. And I may be the only one on this panel who would ever say that Kate Bush is one of the greatest ever. But Kate Bush is one of the greatest ever. Her first I, album. I don't, Kate, I don't really dig the material, but I can't argue with your choice, man. She is a yeah. great singer. She's yep. a great singer, an unusual voice. From the time I heard the kick inside in 1979, <clears throat> uh, I was hooked. Uh, that album, the Hounds of Love album, the Sensual World album, all of them so wonderful. Her song, Wuthering Heights. And then she had that hit back when I was in college. Um, 
running up that hill with Dave Gilmore on lead guitar. Oh my gosh. So wonderful. Kate Bush. Number three, I'm proud to say, first of all, it's a tie. <laughs> Secondly, they're both related as mother and daughter. Thirdly, they're both good friends of mine is Bonnie Bramlett and Becca Bramlett. Bonnie Bramlett from Delaney and Bonnie and Friends, all her solo albums. She co-wrote the song Superstar with Leon Russell and uh, that Karen Carpenter made into a huge hit. Uh, Bonnie, a lot of people don't realize that Bonnie sang back up on the uh, Little Feet Dixie Chicken album. It was Bonnie Raitt and Bonnie Bramlett doing the background vocals on Dixie Chicken. Uh, she sang on a ton of albums. So she tied up with, De with Becca and Becca uh, had recorded with uh, Joe Cocker, uh, Vince Gill, just everybody in the world. And there was a number of years when Becca was um, lead singer for Fleetwood Mac. When Stevie Nicks uh, dropped out of the picture for a while, Becca was the lead singer for an album and several couple of tours. So the Bramlett girls are in my top five. Um, and I'm down to two more. Number one of them that you guys are going to say, oh, I knew he was going to say that, is Maria McKee. Maria McKee. No. <laughs> no. I'm sorry to surprise you guys. Wow. Hang on. I'm not familiar with this person. I got, I, got to, I got to write this name down. Maria what? How do you yeah, yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> big M, little C, big K. Um Maria McKee uh, from the band Lone Justice and also solo. Just some of the songs. She's solo, she's solo, right? Yeah, some of the songs that trip my trigger. Uh, you got to send to get saved. Don't toss us away. Uh, East of Eden by Lone Justice rocks out. There's so many ways to be wicked. Uh, I just oh, love goodness. it when Maria says uh, that part about you got to stick it in. <laughs> I think, I, I think really nasty things when I hear that, but you know, I'm sorry. That's just me because I'm that way. And she, uh, I'm going to soothe you. Um, and she had this country song that she did called only once that is so freaking country, but it is just great. Maria McKee, which leads I me saw all her, the way. I saw her. Yeah. I saw her, uh, early solo tour in 88 and she brought it live back then too. She was terrific. She's amazing. One of the great, uh, fun interviews I ever did when yeah. she's living in LA and, uh, she was just so sweet and kind and funny. And, and that's when I learned that her brother was one of the guys in the band love. And, uh, there was just so, so much music running through her entire family but uh i just love maria i've got everything here that she's ever done and my number one also have plenty of material by this lady never wrote a song not one time never wrote a song but boy could she interpret songs her name is linda ronstadt oh good choice man. silver thread and golden needles how about her cover of Mike Nesmith's Different Drum? You're no good. 
How about her cover of Elvis Costello's song, Allison? How about her cover of Jagger and Richard's Tumbling Dice? That's just scratching the yeah, surface. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much. Blue Bayou, Roy Orbison. I, lo- I, like, their co- I like their cover of Zevon. Oh, yeah, Warren Zevon. Oh, Warren Zevon. We could do a show on Warren Zevon. A lot of people don't realize how brilliant, <laughs> how brilliant that guy was. But he was. But um, that's mine. Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> I just love her. I used to have a, I hate to be such a fanboy, but in the early 70s, I had a poster of Linda. Uh, putting on her roller skates, hanging on my uh, bedroom wall. You're saying uh, like you're the only person that had that goddamn boat. Well, no, of course, on the <laughs> other had, wall was the fair of Fawcett. I had two or three of those posters hanging behind strategically throughout my house, so I was yeah. never out of eyesight, man. No, I had that, that and I had the Farrah poster on the other wall. Uh, I didn't care for Farrah too much, man, but now I like Well, that. I didn't care for Farrah, but I sure <laughs> didn't like that poster. That was the first poster anyway. I ever saw that you could you could see the outline of nipples, and that's all I needed as a young boy. You're going to get us. You're going to get us. You're going to goddamn get us banned from the platform. If you fucking play <laughs> well, fuck them like if they nipples. don't like it, Billy. So, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think nipples is a bad word. If it were, certainly not. If a, it were, they're not a bad we, thing. We could, a, <laughs> we I don't talk think about there are cattle. any bad words. I don't think I've ever any bad words, so I'm not the best performer. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, female vocalist. Let's save Patrick, Billy. Let's go ahead. You do yours, Billy, and then we'll do Pat can wrap okay, it up. Okay, here's what I did. I, I was, interesting. After, after, I, after I was listening to Joe Monk's list, man, I, I revised mine. I had only a list of one. And uh, I was listening to Jim. I got to thinking, you know what? It, I mean, it's all subjective anyway, but here's what I did. I started thinking about different genres and, and you know, I mean, stuff from like, you know, big time famous, huge rock man and, and to underground groups, you know, that, that. so I'm going to skip, I'm going to, I'm going to go through some genres and pick who I think is the best one from the genre I pick. I'm going to go with a uh, big time, you know, huge arena bands and I'm going to see Stevie Mitchell. And I don't know that I, I'm balancing this not just to, uh, against like vocal ability and stuff, but she she had a really interesting voice. You have to remember it in the context of the time that they were making their big hits when female vocalists mostly just sang real high, and she had that kind of low, that kind of you know mid range growl that was that uh, that was different and it, it wasn't like anything else that you heard on the radio a lot of that could have been uh uh christina McVie and the pairing of that low growl and that high sweet tone that uh that that christina McVie brought to the band but maybe they should both be the number one female vocalist for the arena rock band genre uh you know big time quadruple platinum band okay uh must I'm gonna skip over to uh, I'm gonna skip over to, to country, and this could kind of be construed as a diva, which is if you pick her some of her later work, but her early work with uh, her band Canadian, the Reclines, Katie Lane. Mm-hmm. She did uh, mm-hmm. 
they started out as just like a like a country, straight up country band. And the very first song there's I ever heard was a like this square dance thing called Turn Me Around. Y'all rem- I don't know if y'all remember that. It was, yeah, it was, I had that record. I yeah. It was Yeah, and and uh and I remember hearing that and just like she just kept going up and up and up. And I was like, at some point, man, she has got to pop out. <laughs> and, and it never did happen. But uh so and I put her in the street. Uh, <clears throat> probably that should have been in the alt country thing because that was in the early days all kind of that cow punk. Except they didn't stay there. That, that man didn't stay in that genre very long. And, no, you know, nope. no, nope. she, she was a big mainstream. <clears throat> but that first album was kind of cow punk ish, uh, you know, with the with the square dance and stuff. So KD Lang is my country choice. Um, You know, I mean, damn, she's got just a lot of really, really, a lot of really good female vocals. For my underground, almost nobody's ever heard of them except all of us. Josie Cott. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she won, you know, she had that funky novelty hit. I personally think having that novelty hit probably did more long-term harm than good. But if, if you ever listen to any of her other stuff, man, she could really sing. She had, she had really good pipes. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, that popsy, punky kind of stuff. And yeah. After, almost everything after that is a tie. I was going to go back to, Mo, to like Motown era. I, I don't know that I would do an extra Motown singer. I would pick somebody like uh, Dion Warwick who could do straight on pop tunes, but could also do uh, soul and rhythm and blues. I mean, uh, wasn't, wasn't about half her tunes burnt back her act. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, All, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. and, and, and good God, man. I mean, she just, she owned that stuff, man. Um, what's that, that for? And I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I got one. For hard, just straight up hard rock, Chrissy Hines. Mm-hmm. And and you were talking about grit, Jim. Grit and attitude. Yeah. And I mean in the vocals, not the leather she's wearing. You you listen you listen to her sing and it's like, yeah, she's bringing a lot of attitude with that. So that's my list. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, I love I like the that. Pretenders. Yeah, yeah. Great list, and I love the Pretenders. And Chrissy was the candidate on my list. Every once in a while, her vibrato kind of puts me off, but all in all, it's a it's a she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. When she does that, I just remember what a good guitar player James Dunning. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I know, I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. So. Okay, uh, it's Pat, man, you're up. Okay, and we said we said you for the headliner spot, Pat. Well, that's that's your fault. I'm really positively astonished <clears throat> my number one hasn't come up. Uh, I'm 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 shocked and disappointed in you all that nobody's mentioned the goat, the number one, the pinnacle, the top of the heat, the queen, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Who who who'd have thunk that any of us would pick Aretha Franklin? Yeah, she was just amazing. She could do it all, and she had such a powerful voice. There's a movie I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but there was a movie that came out 
you can Netflix it. Uh, she gave two days worth of performances at a, a church in Los Angeles, and they made a documentary film out of those two performances, and it will just knock you on your backside. Um, but of course, for secular stuff to respect and all that, and she was great in the Blue Brothers, Blues Brothers. Uh, Aretha has got to be at the top of my list, and I'm sorry it's such an obvious choice, but that's the way it is. That yeah, would be- I felt exactly well, man, the same. You know. To, uh, and you can't to argue neg- with it, man. Yeah. I mean, no. you know. To, neg- I mean, to neglect you know, her would be, yeah. Well, secondly, that, that would be, be like a- if we were, that was yeah. like when all of us left Willie Nelson off the best songwriter list, man. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. and, and we, yeah. we only no. did that because it's like, okay, well, he's like the benchmark. So that goes without right. saying. Right. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, leaving Aretha off would be an abomination unto the Lord. And it's the day after Jesus's birthday. Yeah. So that's the way it's got to be. Right. I thought, I, I figured, I, fi- I figured I couldn't sleep if I didn't have right. Aretha on my <laughs> list. So. Exactly. Exactly. And then when I was thinking about this, um, and I didn't put a lot of thought into it because for about 10 hours yesterday, I was smoking, uh, or, or Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday night I was smoking a prime rib roast. I, I, my mind. That kept, is not what I thought you were going <laughs> to say. My, when I was thinking about it, my mind kept going to specific vocal performances, just single specific performances. And I remember there's a clip that you can find on, on YouTube or wherever, uh, Led Zeppelin, getting the Lincoln Center honors and heart played with John Bonham's son playing drums and Ann Wilson just killed stairway to heaven and left Robert plant in tears. Yes, sir. So, so yeah, not my favorite band by any means, but man, what a voice. Holy cow. What a voice. Yep. Just, just killer. Um, I was going to say Katie Lang, too, uh, because I really admire how she made that stylistic pivot after her first two country-ish albums. I started to bring that up. I love that arc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was, you know, this was, uh, I've only seen her one thing, one time, but that was back when I was critiquing and, and back when people weren't quite so open about uh, sexuality and things. And so she had become you know, more of a torch singer by that point. And she took a break and started talking right. to the audience. And she said, I, I've got a confession for you. I'm a l- 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 Lawrence Welk fan. Not what we expected. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, I only ever saw her one time. She was having lunch at Mother's. She was, she was, she, and, uh, you know, not technically the greatest singer, not the the widest range. She'll never be uh, mistaken for Maria Callas, but just in the way she delivers emotion, whether it's yearning, longing, happiness, horniness, whatever, she will sell you her song. Lucinda Williams is so very expressive. Um Man, she she absolutely has a hair on the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. and let's see, I've got. I, I, I'm a fan of her. I'm a fan of hers, yeah. man. But I would I would never confuse her with a good singer. No, no, not exactly. But but a very emotional one. A, a very well, well. It's like you just said, man. She she, she does sell. Yeah, right, oh, absolutely. So, that's that's my wife's favorite female singer. So okay. 
Okay, so to make Billy happy, my number five is going to be somebody who actually is a good singer. Debbie Boone. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Didn't didn't it turn out that all the stuff she did was looked... Oh, wait. Not really. really. Never mind. They were both that pretty was, good for vocalists, that wasn't, too. That wasn't going <laughs> anywhere. That was, that was as far as that was supposed to go. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, honorary, honorary mention. And, uh, I mean, good God, there's just so many good ones. And we bumped around genres a lot. Let me put genre. Uh, R&B or blue. Uh, and I would and I would say this, uh, Gladys Knight. Didn't they do Midnight Train to Georgia? God damn, what a good song! Yeah, Anna uh, James. Anna, Anna James, James is that's where I was going yeah, to. Right? Anna. Yeah. No. Right. I was I was trying to pick one. I was trying to pick singers that go, female vocalists that get overlooked. You got one, Buff? An honorable mention. Female vocalists that get overlooked. Yeah, yeah, that, that that get overlooked because yeah, for whatever reason. I would say, for a couple of them that come to mind in straight up rock and roll, well, that's uh, fine. would be uh, uh, Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, that's a good choice. And also, Susie right. Quattro. Susie Quattro, some rock and roll singing girl right there. Susie but, Quattro, uh, Bonnie Bonnie Tyler. Johnny Tyler, God, what a great voice! Yeah. You know who so I'd mention? Who I'd mention is overlooked, and she's she's more known again as a style icon, and uh, and uh, you know wrote some songs, but was just visually so stunning that it's hard to sometimes hard to concentrate. But she could actually turn into a hell of a singer, and that's Debbie Harry. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, she God, was wonderful. Yeah. God, I love Debbie. And there's so, so many great ones. Man. You know, she she was so again, man. When you you start measuring, it, when you start weighing the stuff against, you know, what they sang versus the impact they made, and if they were in a band or not. And and for my regular list, man, I picked uh, because of her work with the band, I picked Stevie Nicks. And if I had thought about it, I would have picked Debbie Harry. She was absolutely the perfect vocalist for Blondie. That. It, you could maybe find somebody that's a better singer. The band would have been good. And, yeah. it's, fun, and it's so funny that nobody mentioned X scene. <laughs> nah. you, told us we, you told us we couldn't. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> if, sorry. If, if, but if the category is favorite male female harmony singers together, yeah, yeah. John Doe and X scene would Three probably John, be number yeah. one on my nope, list. Nope, nope, nope. Who would it be? Who would it be, Pat? She Those can't ones. sing and they can't harmonize together. Nope, no, their nope, harmonies nope, are nope, amazingly nope. good. They're, oh, so, they're, they're absolutely unique. Oh, we Absol- have our own Siskel and Ebert here. I didn't know that. I suppose, oh, you, oh. I suppose you could say, you know, Emmy Lou and Graham Parsons, but oh, that's gosh. not wow. his choice. That is a good choice. Yeah. Male, 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 female harmonies? Yeah, the Mastersons. Sure. The Mastersons from Steve Earle's band. They have a solo career and they, they harmonize so beautifully together. They... They sound like the Everly Brothers, or they get a lot of Jayhawks comparisons because their two voices just come together. How about so best well. uh, female vocalist that used to be a male vocalist? Uh, Wayne County, Jane County. 
That's the only <laughs> one we had. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're thinking of the same one, Jim. We we are. We are. <laughs> What's her name now? Uh, uh, it's the it's the dude who used to be a dude from Against Me. Against Me, yeah. Uh, which is a great band. I knew nothing about them. And the, speaking of X, the first time I saw Against Me was with X. Was the, was the same oh. day. Yeah. The and uh, and the, Against Me had this huge crowd of, of young folks that knew every single word and were like pumping their fists and everything. And I'd never even heard of the band before. Speaking and it, of... Uh, but they ahead. were... And, right. and Themic and, uh, and they were the great live band. And I've seen them since he's become a she. And they were still great. <clears throat> So speaking cool. of Bruce Springsteen, I've got a Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Aren't we always? <laughs> uh, Br Bruce Springsteen's son, who is now a firefighter when he was a teenager, said, hey, dad, this band I like against me is playing down the road. Would you take me? And he said, yeah, sure. Um, so they drive to the club and, and Springsteen's got a ball hat pulled down and he makes a point of like staying in the back of the bar hoping that nobody will notice him and his kid, you know, as soon right. as the band comes out, says, I'm going up, I'm going up. He doesn't see his kid until the end of the set. And of course the band finds out that Bruce Springsteen is lurking in the back of the, in the back of the bar. And they invite Springsteen and his son back uh, to the dressing room to say hello. And it turns out everybody against me is a huge fan, but one of the guitar players who's not the woman who used to be a dude has the lyrics of the first verse of Thunder Road tattooed on his forearm <laughs> and see i had to work on a spring yeah. thunder road story yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, knew that, I knew that was going hey uh then, hey guys okay, uh, man, i have before, one i have one final pick i have one final pick and y'all remember uh in the 80s uh chris Isaac had that uh big hit with a uh, wicked game and uh uh y'all yeah, everybody saw the video with the, Chick, he's carrying up and down the beach, and she's got the electric blue eyes. Y'all remember that girl? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to nominate oh. her. Now she doesn't actually she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> sing at all. But anybody that looks that anybody that looks that sharp in a black and white video. Oh boy. Be on this list. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay, a... go ahead. We were anyway. down to the dressing room of a New Jersey club. So, and then the guitar player in against me says, but wait, he rolls up his right sleeve and there is Bruce Springsteen's face on his bicep. He's like, wow, cool. <laughs> no. So after the show, it's after the show, they've had their meet and greet. They adore Bruce, yada, yada, yada. Bruce and his son are driving home and his son says, dad, that guy had your face and your words tattooed on him. And Springsteen says, yeah, what do you think about that? And his kid says, I think it's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Um, but you know, people do what, okay. Anyway, guys, um, before we wrap up, I wanted to do this earlier on and I just totally forgot, but I want each one of us to, um, say, tell just a little bit about your Christmas day, because everybody wants to know people want to know, people want to know these things. So, uh, what did you do for Christmas, Pat? We had our big dinner uh, Christmas Eve. Um, all three of our kids were here. My father-in-law was here. I wasn't real thrilled about that because he's he's older and doesn't live in our household, but <clears throat> he was getting kind of antsy. And <clears throat> so far, nobody has a fever, so 
knock on wood. We had our big uh, smoke prime rib roast uh, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning at our house is always uh, I make sausage bread, which is homemade bread stuffed with uh, Jimmy Dean sausage, and or actually this this year it was Whataburger sausage and mozzarella cheese and pork tamales and a charcuterie board and oh, I'm not, not not sure but i think <laughs> i think we went through six bottles of prosecco for prosecco mimosas <laughs> and, wow. the, and we yeah, opened, we opened presents and we all went to sleep so that wow, was, uh, wow. That what did you do jim well, we did. We also had our big meal Christmas Eve. It was just the four of us, uh, my my wife and I, and my our two daughters. Christmas Eve, we had a ham from the Amana, Iowa, meat shop. Uh, an excellent, excellent ham that my brother uh, sent us as a gift, and my wife's patented cheese grits, oh. and uh, which I I I don't like any grits in the world except my wife's cheese grits. <laughs> And, well, uh, and get real, and you've been married for thirty years, and you don't know yet that they come out of a box. Twenty, uh, twenty <laughs> nine, uh, twenty nine. Uh, Monday will be our twenty ninth anniversary. Uh, oh, and uh, and we had some. I charred up some asparagus, and it was it was delicious. Then Christmas morning, uh, our traditional <laughs> holiday breakfast of Texas shaped waffles and Newski's bacon, uh, and. Uh, I didn't have a, a bottle of bubbly chilled, but I had a perfectly good bottle of deep eddy vodka sitting in the pantry. So it was screwdrivers instead of mimosas all day yesterday. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, my mother-in-law came over. She actually earlier this week had a COVID shot. She lives in a retirement. Oh, nice. Retirement. Nice. Way to go, Missy. Boom. Yeah. She's had she's had her first round COVID shot already. She came over and we did uh, we did kind of like you know a little smorgasbord, a little uh, cheese and charcuterie board kind of thing, and uh, and uh, had some Sierra Nevada Northern Hemisphere wet hop IPA, which was freaking delicious. Uh, and uh, and then we. Uh, we all got together and uh, my wife got our older daughter a jigsaw puzzle that uh, is our cat. I should say my my wife and my <laughs> my wife and my daughter's cat. I came home one day and there was a cat in our house and I had nothing to say about it. But anyway, she got a big jig, jig, jigsaw puzzle that's a picture of the cat and so we put together the cat jigsaw puzzle and it turned out that other than a cat it had like three huge areas of just plain orange wall. So it was the hardest goddamn jigsaw puzzle ever because three quarters of the pieces were just plain orange. It's like, oh, how do we put this together? Speaking so. of uh, speaking of jigsaw puzzles, uh, my wife Cindy got one too. I found some place that uh, has uh, scanned a century's worth of front pages of the New York Times, and so I got her. And uh, so she's got a thousand piece puzzle of that. And my son, who just called me, I see got a, a tobacco purse player series fender telecaster yeah i commented on that picture you said <laughs> most mostly because he'll he'll stop stealing mine now right yeah getting his own yeah you get your own beer <laughs> telecasters are magic that's all i have to say about that yeah i don't oh, know if you saw what, I, what when he when, when uh patrick posted the picture of him holding the guitar and I quoted Chuck Berry, all I want for Christmas. <laughs> what'd you do, Billy? That Billy, what'd you do? Well, yeah, we just kind of hung out and didn't do a whole lot. We got going really slow, and uh, there was bacon that 
Scott Green, um, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a hunter, but he is, uh, and I can't be. You know, I can't say that I don't like meat because I do. I just could never be one the one that kills it, you know. But he went out and he got right. himself a uh, five point buck, a big heavy uh, deer. And he had that thing all uh, processed and everything like that. So he comes over to the house and brings me a freezer full of venison. Uh, and he also had, they also, uh, raise hogs. So he brought me some, uh, pork ribs and some pork chops and so the freezer's just full of meat. So, uh, Oh, I saw a picture. Yeah, man, you so last night I had a pork, pork chop. I cooked myself pork chop, you know, cooking from one, you can get real lazy, but I decided I was going to go all out have pork chop, uh, some wonderful asparagus and uh, baked potato. And it was so, so good. Um, I uh, also, I had um, um, a little bit of alcohol. Yeah. I um, really did. <laughs> I decided to, to bust into my tequila and uh, make myself some uh, margaritas. And you didn't yeah. wait on me, and that was smart. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I was no, I was making the margaritas, but I would put <clears> a little <throat> bit in the margarita glass and then sip a little right out of the bottle. And I was like, "This is for Billy. Yeah, that's right. This well, is for Billy. This that's is for Billy." <laughs> okay, but it was. Uh, I didn't do much. I only just drank like two of those uh, mixed drinks, but. Bottle. And then I binged, I binged on television. I, I got hooked on the second season on Netflix of, um, manhunt. The one about the Olympic park mm-hmm. bomber, really, really good. And, uh, great acting. Well, that, what was that guy's name? His last name was Jewel, right? Richard Jewel. Richard, Richard Jewel. I got who... railroaded and they tried to make yeah, him. It, He's the yeah, one who didn't it, do it. He didn't. Right. Do it, no. But it, but it's, but just being accused wrecked his life, right? Hey, Buck, yeah, well, it that? did, but he ended up it ended up coming out a winner. They he ended up getting a job as a police officer. Of course, he you know his health. He didn't want his fat. Long, right? His health no, wasn't that good, so yeah. he's passed on. But uh, did did you ever watch you, that Godfather thing that your friend sent you? Yeah, you I started TV? watching it. Guess, <laughs> what? <laughs> Guess what? It's in Italian. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, There's, no subtitles. <laughs> There's no subtitles. And it just pissed me off. I'm like, oh, I love okay. subtitles. No, it's all in Italian. And I'm like, it's well, dubbed in Italian? Yeah, it's dubbed in Italian completely. I guess it came from Italy. Uh, but on the other hand, that would, that would be a reasonable he's explanation. Got a, he's, got a, he's, got, he's got a connection. He's going to try and get me the one in English. So I'll let you know, because I sat down to watch that and I'm like, what are they, 
uh, where are the subtitles? I know they're just doing a little bit of this in Italian. And after about 20 minutes, I'm like, wait, the whole thing's Italian. Uh, oh, that's Oh, mama mia, what am I going to do? <laughs> that, is, that, is not the, that is not the end of the story I expected at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Uh, okay, guys, uh, for next what? week, your mission. What? Okay. Got your mission if you decide to accept it. Yeah. And remember that after I tell you this, the Zoom will self-destruct. So right. uh, after watching all these bombs go off on that miniseries last night, <laughs> it kind of freaked me out. Uh, you know how important it is for guys of a certain age like us. Uh, we used to get the albums and we would what? We would like to read the liner notes and read everything and study no, on those. No, that and, was the best part of getting the damn album. Yeah, that's right. So what we're going to do is we're going to and reading the credits. Each of us is going to pick five <laughs> best liner notes uh, wow. for albums, albums or box sets. So it can be just the liner notes on the LP, or it can be the liner notes books. You know, so okay. many of them like this box set, like this Tom Petty one i got it's got just a huge book that's more than less liner notes but it's really great but anything like that and i'm sure as most of us being writers we've got favorites so that would got be it. good yeah we got, i got five right now and jim and i are going to have two of the same i'm going to hit up jim and i'm going to have him in music and with billy bob thornton he's the same way he's like um even as a teenager he said uh i would sit there and just study the liner notes mm -hmm. and uh because mm -hmm. that, when, I first, when i first met him i learned that uh he knew just as much about the guys on the back cover of the almond brothers at Fillmore east the roadies as he did about the band uh, he'd studied all these guys so when I hooked it up where he could meet Willie Perkins, who was the road manager for the Allman Brothers band, it was like, you know, meeting a hero for him. Uh, you know, he just looked up to all these uh, road guys. And uh, well, I'm that way with the guys, that, a lot of the guys that wrote liner notes and stuff, you know, they're just, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It'll be, it might be fun. So we'll do that. Okay. I want to say thank you to all of you and uh hope y'all have a ha happy new year. I hope we all have a great healthy new and happy new year. Yeah, but before we ring off, man, everybody's wish for new year. You start, Buff. For the new year. Yeah. Health. Healthy okay. uh the end of the coronavirus. Okay. Pat. Uh how much time do we have on the internet? Um, <laughs> I want to. I, I want to keep Gibson alive through the through this time next uh, year. That's a that's a good one, Jim. Love Gibson. Yeah. Live music. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that, that was mine too. But uh, I have a second, man. Uh, when when we can start traveling again, man, we all need to do some central place to do a gig again. Beach needs to bring a smoker. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, and 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 you got and you guys have known me for years, and especially Jim and Buff, and I, I've worked with you guys a lot. I mean, y'all know I, I I don't need all that money. I, I'm not I'm I'm not much of a oh well, we got to have this, we got Trump, like yeah, you need food, yeah, you got a sandwich out, yeah, give it here. Uh, well, it's I don't care what it is, it's a sandwich, give it here. I, I eat enough to keep moving. I mean, it's just. We've been doing the happy hours, and we've been doing this show, and Beach cooks some phenomenally good thing every goddamn weekend, man. He cooks when there's no reason to cook. True. <laughs> and so, so, so we heard about, you know, he smokes his own damn oysters and stuff like that. Oh, oh wow. And I was just like, wow, yeah, and I'm starting noticing. The part of this, the, the happy hours and the shows that I have started to have this will take is to find out what he's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, right, yeah. So, yeah, baby. Well, a uh, group thing somewhere and beach, and beach brings a smoker. There you go. <laughs> I, I can get into that. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's my wish. And, and, Jim, and uh, Jim can bring the rest of that, Jim can bring the rest of that Amanda ham. It's a big freaking hand. There's a lot left. <laughs> We're from Iowa, man. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do know how to grow giant pigs there. And uh, it came with it came with smoke. It's it, it also came with smoked pork chops that, are, that were the best <laughs> pork chops I've had since the last State Center Rose Festival with Iowa pork oh, producers. You had pork chops and ham. Yes. Now you know where you get the best pork chop in the world at the top of the hill from the pork chop guy on Ragbri. Yeah, and that's that's probably tied with the Marshall County pork producers at the Rose Festival in State Center, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, boy, hadn't hadn't our music careers been illustrious? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I'm gonna, you were saying that I was. Are you out? I'm going to call it. It's uh, we're uh, kind of a little way past time here, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play a. A song to go out from that Tom Petty box set, and this I really like this song, man. It's a song called "Leave Virginia Alone." <laughs> nice. Quit picking nice. on Virginia, by golly. Y'all say everybody say bye and happy New Year. Say bye, bye. happy man. New Year. Uh, happy uh, New Year. Hey.
Yeah, man, I like that. That's Leave Virginia Alone. Tom Petty from the brilliant new box set, Wildflowers. The Wildflowers uh, five CD box set extravaganza. Man, it is fantastic. And some great songs that we had not heard before from the late, great Tom Petty. Want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. I want to thank my co-host Billy Eli, Jim Hemphill, and Patrick Beach, as usual. And we want to wish everybody a very happy New Year coming up. And I uh, hope it's going to be a happy and healthy one for everybody. You know, we want to thank our sponsors once again, uh, the people that bring you the program. They're wonderful folks. Uh, Springer Mountain Farms uh, chicken. Springer Mountain Farms. They have uh, in Georgia, man, Georgia. They have uh, fresh, fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms. When none of the hormones, steroids, or antibiotics, or any of that junk. So they raise uh, these birds right. So the chicken is healthy and therefore it's uh healthier for you and it tastes better it really does springer mountain farms go to springermountain.com the springermtn.com also program brought to you by the great band the box masters from los angeles california jd andrew and that guy billy bob thornton also known as bud thornton and uh, another fantastic album. What I feel like it might be their best one yet out of 12 years of albums. Uh, it's called Light Rays. And you need it. You want it. You may not know it yet, but you really do want it. Take my word for it. Check it out. Light Rays. Go to the band website at theboxmasters.com. You can order it on vinyl, CD, or download, or all of the above. You can also find all sorts of Boxmasters swag on sale, theboxmasters.com. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram at uh, boxmastersofficial.com. JD keeps all kinds of great uh, archival photographs popping up on there every single day. It's a lot of fun. We also want to thank Fog Hat Sellers slow ride every time i say fog out i'll think about slow ride take it easy fog out what a band and what a wine that's right baby roger and linda earl uh from fog out have this great fog hat wine fog hat cellars it's still my favorite i love the pinot i love the chardonnay and you will too Fog Hat Wine. Go to foghatsellers.com. Foghatsellers.com. And tell them Buffalo sent you. Okay. That's going to wrap it up. And uh, we'll see you all again next week. We're going to be talking about the great liner notes from various and sundry albums. Because uh, many of us, the liner notes, too many of us. <laughs> To many of us, the liner notes are just as important as the music. 
because we want to know all about who played and the stories surrounding the uh, records. It's all good stuff, man. So we'll talk about liner notes and much, much more next week. So we'll see you next year. <laughs> That's right. Next year, baby. Big 2021 coming up. Next week, right here, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks again, folks. We'll catch you soon. Bye.